It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers podcast. What an exciting week we've just had of Olympic golf. San Diego local Xander Chauffelet takes home the gold medal. I think it's just so exciting for the future of golf and for all the children growing up in the game of golf to give them a chance to become an Olympian in more than just the sports that we've always seen, but now in the game of golf. This week, we're going to have a very special guest, Dave Malone. He's a PGA Master Professional and been in the golf industry for over 30 years. He's also been very helpful in the growth of my business here in San Diego and a good friend who's a person that I've been able to bounce ideas off of, and he's been able to share a lot of advice from his coaching and business over the years, and I can't thank Dave enough for all the things that he's helped me with so far, and today he and I are going to discuss the topic of how to build confidence in your junior golfer. Dave approached me and he asked if we could have more discussions on the podcast and I was just thrilled to get that message from him and so excited to have him here back on the podcast and he'll be joining us for a few more episodes on other discussion topics that I think he will add so much value to these topics. So tune in listen well we have a lot of good information coming from dave and myself on this topic on how to build confidence in your junior golfer all right dave i'm so excited to have you back on the podcast and this won't be the last time we have you back on the podcast as well because we've got a list of things that you and i would like to discuss and share with the listeners around the world so thank you so much for joining the raising golfers podcast again yeah, thanks for having me on, Travis. Always look forward to your weekly podcast on raising golfers, and it's nice to share that with parents and coaches and juniors. And I definitely look forward to it each week. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it's it, obviously it's been a lot of fun, and we're coming up on a year with the podcast, and hopefully it continues for a long time. And I appreciate all of your feedback that you've given me, and um, you know, you've you've come forward with a couple of other topics that I think are quite important including the one that we're going to talk about today, which would be how to build confidence in junior golfers. And I know you've got a lot of experience with this as a coach and as a father. So I look forward to this discussion. So I think the first thing that we should cover, because there's a a few areas to cover within this, and I think it's quite important, but I think for probably the majority of the listeners that we have on the podcast are parents. So I think we should kind of dive deep into what the parents' role is and how parents can help build confidence in junior golfers and I think before we get too deep into this, I think we, sh- I think it's fair to say that parents are doing an awesome job generally across the board to help with junior golfers out around the world. And I know from my experience, and Dave, you can probably relate to this, is that we can still be even better in our role as sports parents. And so I think this would be, you know, in this episode, we're going to give some of those tips and ideas and share some of those experiences to help everybody become a better sports parent and particularly with the game of golf. Yeah, I think the goal is they don't have to learn the hard way, you know, and kind of <laughs> give them a little bit of heads up, maybe what to watch out for, for to, and and hopefully not uh, cost their son or daughter any additional strokes or embarrassment along the way. Absolutely. So, you know, what what would you say, Dave, 
from starting out, like if you've got a junior golfer, let's start a little bit young and it's an eight year old, eight to 10 year old junior golfer who's been playing golf now for a couple of years and just starting to dabble into tournament play. You know, what would you say a parent's role would be to kind of either boost the confidence in a junior golfer or help build the confidence in a junior golfer? Yeah, I think you have a good age range there. I think maybe 10 or 11 and under, you might, you know, train their brain a little differently than somebody that maybe is 11 and over and uh, different types of competitions and different types of children at different maturity levels. So uh, that's, that's important. You know, I think the parents play a huge role in this and uh, you know, we want to value the child first and maybe the golfer second. And Mm -hmm. also to remind the parents that words matter and have an impact and uh, Mm -hmm. you think twice before you say anything because kids are human beings and, it's, it's not a game of perfection. Hmm, absolutely. W- would you have any advice for parents like as far as like how to start training ourselves to better ourselves with the body language and then also the words that we say? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, it's either it's either a great shot or a great swing. I think it's got to be positive. Child didn't want to hear anything else but that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not going to hit every shot perfect. Golf's not a game of perfection. And, you know, we want to be a cheerleader. And, uh, boy, that was a great shot or that was an awesome swing. It's always good to say. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's really important, isn't it? Because, you know, you're, you're emphasizing also not only just the positivity in it, but I think more importantly, and it's something I want to talk about more is like the effort, you know, it's like good try, you know, good shot. And I think that's very important for children to hear as well. And I think we'll dive maybe a little bit deeper into that going through some of the things that we're going to discuss, but I would totally agree with you. And for me, it's funny. I, I actually, my students start kind of um, laughing and almost making fun of me as a golf coach because I'll say things and then they'll say like, and I get this a lot from my ladies as well, but also from my juniors. And they'll say, you always have to say something positive, don't you, Travis? You know, as opposed to like leaving them with like a negative thought. Right. And, and I do that because I know golf and I just think it's so important that we have to keep things positive because, you know, it's not an easy game, is it? No, and I, and I, but I think the praise from a parent down, you know, it needs to be, you know, overpraising is never good. I mean, uh, the, the child will eventually figure that out. So give proper praise at the right time and, and be sincere about it. And But always, like you said, stay positive all the time. But uh, figure out what to say and what not to say. Would, what would you, when would you say like there should be a transition into like, you know, or balancing the praising so that you're not over praising, like how would you catch yourself or is there, or is there like a situation or a time or an age or a developmental stage where a parent should start being aware of that? You know, depend on their age and the maturity. I mean, I think hopefully, you know, every child's different. So you have to kind of recognize what might be, uh, the right comment to make at the right time and, and, you know, always praise the effort, you know, and not the results. I think that you can mm-hmm. always do that. Sometimes the results don't go the way you want them to, but um, if you can just recall the effort put forward into that's always help and, and maybe keep a success log, you know, the successes we had. And then, uh, so that goes beyond just praise. You've got some notes there that you can really uh, refer back to. Yeah, I think that's I think that's quite important. And I would you'd probably agree with this, but as they start getting into their teens, building the self esteem within 
the junior golfers is is quite important and something I've read a few times from different articles and books that are not just related to golf but sports is separating who they are versus what they do and I think that is very important in just remembering you know that they are these children who happen to play golf yeah and like we said earlier you know value the child first and, and then the golfer and they not you know they're not the golfer they you know they're not determined by the golf round they shot they're individuals they're human beings there's so much more they bring to the table so if you're a parent and you're you know you want to help build the confidence into your junior golfer and they went out and played whether it's a practice or a nine hole tournament or 18 hole tournament what would be some of the good first questions you could ask your junior golfer to kind of help build their confidence long term about what they did? Yeah, and I think you take little steps. Let them make some of the decisions along the way. I mean, don't don't you dive in there too soon and try to figure things out for them. A little success here or there that they are uh, come up with will really help in the long run. It will kind of transcend golf in a lot of ways. Uh, the other thing is make sure that we help them prepare for the event. Uh, and I think another thing is try to get to the golf course early so they don't have to feel rushed or panic when they get there. So there's a lot of things a parent can do to help their child along the way. And, and of course, still just be a cheerleader and kind of watch your body language. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting is I, I kind of remember this growing up and my parents weren't guilty of it because they were quite the cheerleaders from the sidelines and the sidelines are actually not even on the golf course. They just wanted me to be happy and enjoy what I was doing. But I did hear a lot growing up, you know, when some of my playing partners would come off the golf course, the first question the parents would ask would be, what did you shoot? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dangerous question to ask, especially out, out the gate. And I think there's a lot of other positive questions that you kind of touched on that where, you know, maybe you could start with, Hey, what'd you do well today? Or, Hey, how was it out there today? Or what'd you learn from today? I think those types of questions, you kind of leave it a little more open-ended and it's not putting so much pressure on them and, you know, bringing down their self-esteem so early on in the conversation, like you said, kind of let them lead it as well. Yeah, I totally agree, Travis, with that. And I, the first question I always encourage parents to ask their child is, are you proud of the way you handled yourself today? Mm, I like and, that. And there's so much more than score in that question. And uh, what was their mindset like? Did they follow the rules? Did they... Were they respectful? You know, I'd rather have a child finish middle of the pack and say they were proud of the way they handled themselves versus a child that maybe won a tournament or finished, got a medal or finished high, and they can't say they were proud of the way they handled themselves. Yeah, that's a great question. I like that one. I'm going to have to start using that, Dave. I love that. All right, Dave. So what else would be quite important for a parent's role in helping build the confidence in their junior golfer? Certainly, I think having the, uh, the child somehow help the child benefit from failure, you know, how to deal with adversity and learning from mistakes in life as in golf. It'll transcend golf. And I, I think the real mistake is not the mistake, but it's not learning from the mistake. That's the mistake. And uh, 100%. so I think it helps when a parent will assist their child in, in that situation. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, we had that episode previously with Gavin Grinvalwood. It was titled Failure is a Feature, and it's very much in line with that. 
you know, the more I'm going down the road as a golf parent or sports parent and also as a golf coach, it's never really easy to watch them go through the failures. But, you know, deep down, that is an experience that they need to have. And if golf is something they want to progress in, it's inevitable that they're going to go through those experiences, whether it's having a bad hole that, you know, made them lose the match or a bad hole that made them come in second place instead of first place or not make the cut. I mean, I think just beyond golf, you know, learning that adversity to come back and be able to bounce back from that. The only way you're going to learn it is to experience it and learn from those mistakes and failures. Right. And it's tough to watch, isn't it? But it's, it's, it's very important to the development. If you can take that failure and turn it into a positive, and we talk all the time about sometimes when you win, you lose, and sometimes when you lose, you win. And when you lose, it might motivate you to practice a little bit more, uh, take uh, additional coaching, uh, stay positive, get your mind right. And where if you win, you might lose because all of a sudden you might coast, you know, and not mm. practice quite as hard. So if the parents can get that mindset and, and kind of train their child to have that mindset, I know it's disappointing to turn turn a loss into a win. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I would totally agree with that. And, you know, it's I, I think going back to what you kind of said earlier, even in the preparation and your child going out and playing golf or practicing or playing a tournament or whatever, I think you have to be very proactive in some of the words that you're using before the failure even happens as well. So, you know, for example, going back to what we wouldn't recommend, which is after saying, what is your score before that might be words of encouragement is, Hey, you know, let's give it your best effort today. Or, Hey, I just, I'm just happy that you're out there playing. Or I think there's a lot of things that we could say beforehand, right. That would be positive to set their mind, right. So that it's not this detrimental end to the failure, but that they actually know that they can learn something from it in the end. Yeah, the car ride home can be a challenge if your son or daughter didn't play up to their expectations or maybe yours and, um, you know, turn on their favorite radio station. Uh, let's not focus too much on golf at that time. And I don't know, sometimes it's hard not to lose your patience, but when you're out there as a parent and you feel that coming on, dig deeper and find more patience. You really don't have another choice. And anything less than that probably is not going to be a positive experience. For sure. Yeah. And I've been preaching this. I think experiences are extremely important. And the positive experience, I think, needs to carry on not only just with the first time they hit a golf club at age five. I think the positive experience needs to carry on all the way through their golfing career, especially as junior golfers, even in competition. I think the, comp- the experience must stay positive. That is for sure. Yeah, and I think parents forget it takes a lot of courage for a young man or a young girl to go out and play in a tournament. And don't take that for granted. That's a huge step. And yeah. let them grow into that confidence a little bit. Let them grow into that golf swing. Let them grow into being comfortable in that environment. But the first step is courage, and that's, that's a great, great first step. 100%. I totally agree. So for the parents, I think there's some good things for them to take away from that section on how to help build confidence in junior golfers. I think a lot of it is parents, you know, the more that we can uh, be proactive in these situations, as opposed to just reactive, I think will be very beneficial for grooming your junior golfer and helping them build confidence. So Dave, I think we should move into the next one and talk about a coach's role and go into some of the things that I think 
that we think coaches could do to help build confidence in junior golfers. And I think for parents listening, this would be important to listen to because I think this is also something that you should be paying attention to if you are trying to find a junior golf um, program or a new golf coach. I think some of the traits that we're going to discuss might be things that you should be looking for. Yeah, I think it's true. I think it's not a sign of weakness or failure to ask for help in that area, Travis, but it's a sign of wisdom and maturity to enlist a junior golf coach that will deal with some of the mental issues that come up uh, during a junior golf career. For sure. Absolutely. Now, I think, you know, if we talk about building confidence, let's kind of start down at the beginning again. And um, this one, I, I, I'm sure you'll agree with with me because, you know, we both went through the U.S. Kids Coaching Certification. And one thing that they talk about is make it fun enough, long enough, so they can't get enough. And that's quite an important thing. And you just think of that little rhyme. It, it's it's so true, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think when Jim Hardy came with that, up with that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And it is a great phrase and very true and very catchy. And uh, I think that should be shared as much as, all, you know, as possible. 100%. And, you know, I mean, you would probably agree that confidence can be built while they're having fun, right? And... Confidence is going to be built if they feel like they can't have enough of golf, right? And if they just want to keep doing it and playing more and getting out there with their buddies, I mean, confidence is going to be built through that process. But again, we've got to make it fun enough, long enough, so they can't get enough. Yeah, I think that's why Jim put that first, keep it fun enough. And uh, if it's not fun, then you're maybe leaning towards burnout or the child run into another activity and, and a good coach, you know, he knows how to look inside a child's mind. You, you want somebody like, I, I think it's so important. We spend hours working on putting and we spend hours working on around the green shots and we spend time with the full swing, but sometimes we just overlook what's going on in the mind. As you know, the mind can impact the swing. So it may not be the swing at all, but it might be what's going on between in the, between the ears. Mm-hmm. And we would never go into a tournament not working on our bunker shots. But sometimes we go into tournaments not prepared mentally, and it just it's undervalued, I think, and underappreciated uh, how big a role that plays. Yeah, I would say mentally and emotionally, just to Absolutely. add that extra in, right? And uh, I, I gave this small example, actually, of that. Now, it's, it's on a small scale, and it's all I can relate to as a parent, but my three-year-old, he had a situation where he something upset him, and he was crying, and then he wanted to go to the driving range afterwards, and like he can... I mean, 99% of the time make contact with the golf ball when he swings the club. But after this emotional situation and going straight to the driving range, after, at driving, driving range afterwards, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. He, was, he just swung and missed the ball 10 times. And I, I 100% know it was because his emotional state was not right. It was twisted and it didn't allow him to quote unquote perform. Now, imagine that's an eight-year-old or 10-year-old or a 15-year-old playing a tournament. Yeah, the emotions do. It's overlooked a lot, too. And I think you're right, hand in hand, the confidence, the mental part of the game slash emotions, one can, one can lead to the other. And, uh, you know, we, we have to know what triggers those. I think a good coach can know what triggers that lack of confidence in a tournament and, and discuss that and be prepared for that. And, uh, and then maybe the junior golfer can adapt during the round instead of waiting until after that round's over and not much success and then saying, how do we deal with it? But if a good coach really cares and understands their student, 
he'll know what the triggers are that uh, will set that emotion off or loss of confidence, I think, Travis. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I would also say, you know, a coach is good at building confidence too is, you know, understanding of how to scale the task appropriately. So let's just say you've got a junior golfer who's just starting out, making the tasks and games start very easy as opposed to an early challenge and then starting to scale it based on their skill level and being very good at knowing how to scale it so that it's not too difficult. And then as they start to develop, also not too easy. Yeah, I think for younger ones, you keep it simple. You know, keep mm-hmm. it clear, concise, and simple. And then when they're ready, mentally, to take on more of that, uh, then the coach, a good coach, will know when to add more. Yeah, but just like teaching, we want to teach lightly. We want to coach the mind lightly, too. It's not really that complicated, especially at that age. And most kids, I think, are eternal optimists. They all think they can play in the PGA Tour. They want to win the Masters. And, and so it's easy to kind of get them feeling positive. I think it's when we start getting a touch of reality when we get older, it becomes more of a challenge and it requires, you know, different, you know, different strategies to help deal with those certain situations. For sure. What have you been doing? I know you've been doing a lot of summer camps and been very busy throughout the summer Uh, as a golf coach and for your academy, you know, when you are praising children throughout the day, you know, what is it that you're praising children? What is it you're looking for to use them as examples? And, um, you know, in front of other junior golfers? Well, we're staying positive 100% of the time. I will say that going back to either that was a great shot or a great swing. And I think I want mom or dad or the grandparents close by so they can, we can educate them how important it is to be positive. And it's a lot easier for me sometimes when it's not my child, but it's more of a challenge for the parents when it's their child. But, but I think after you repeat the message long enough, it finally does make sense to the parents and that's where they have such a huge impact and uh, but just you know and explain to them too Travis after the competitions we have fun and games with the purpose when they don't lose that actually can be a positive and I think after saying that over and over and over I think they kind of get that message and at first they're kind of feeling sorry for themselves or their ego has been bruised but then we can quickly flip that and they can see the positive and say, you know what, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. And uh, it gives me more reason to practice and co- get coaching and come out here more often. For sure. That's great. What, well, uh, you know, I stole one of your ideas. Well, actually I didn't steal it. You, you recommend it to me was to have a junior of the month and kind of praise that and post that up around the Academy. I really appreciate you doing that. And on it, you know, there's, there's some words similar to basically what you have on yours, but you know, what I'm praising of the junior of the month, isn't the results, isn't, you know, the scores they've been doing our nine hole challenges. It's been their level of effort, you know, their level of sportsmanship, maybe their level, the level of hard work or practicing or, you know, responsibility for their game. And we've had juniors who've just started golf like six weeks ago and they made it to the junior of the month. And you have these other kids who play golf for a few years, you know, they already know how to play, they've already been moving up in the levels in our Operation 36. However, I haven't been emphasizing them because I'm trying to highlight these other traits in a child, which is similar to that, which is what I just what I just spoke about. And it kind of you kind of see the light bulb click even with the other players who are more developmentally 
advanced who've been playing the game longer that haven't actually been awarded that award thinking oh you know what i still probably should put an effort and start realizing it's not just all based around results and i think that's an important thing not only as parents but also coaches to emphasize yeah i think that monthly award is is very beneficial because that in itself will build confidence with those young young golfers and like we said if you don't get it then maybe you'll be motivated to to do a little better job in certain areas of the game, you know, whether it's a mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's your swing, whether it's your strategies, and then maybe you'll get better and then your confidence will kind of increase. And then I think doing a little skills test, the coaches can do small skills and then increase them, you know, start with five foot putts and see if you can make three out of five. And if you do go back to 30 feet and see if you can two putt three out of five, and you can do the same thing with short around the green shots and full swings. And all of a sudden, they do gain a little confidence, and uh, just keep yeah, and keep uh, just in- increasing the the task a little bit, and watch their confidence grow. And they're always excited to go home and tell mom and dad they passed that skills challenge. For sure, absolutely. And again, it's also good if they don't. Well, you know, they're learning a little bit of you know learning from their failures. But then when they do, they're going to be amped, right? And they've had that mini goal that I think is probably scaled to their current developmental stage in the game, which is meant to be a slight challenge, but it's a challenge based on their current skill level. And so I think it's great for the confidence. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so, and I think it's the coach's job to let them know you're going to pass failure a lot of times before you reach success and just never give up. Just keep just keep working hard, keep doing the little things, the things that are almost invisible. I mean, you get 1% better, and that's not very noticeable. And you get another percent, that's not very noticeable. But if you come 10 times, now 10%, you start to see improvement. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it's reality, just small steps. And I think the other thing a coach can do is explain to the parents or the child, this is not a one-to-one sport. It's not like basketball or football or soccer or hockey where one team wins and one team loses, 50-50 chance golf you might be one of 60 and just because you didn't win doesn't mean it wasn't a successful event and also uh, again we go back and ask are you proud of the way you handle yourself yeah i I totally agree yeah a good tip from josh nichols he's a mental golf coach he came on the podcast and that was that was season two episode 36 and what i really liked he added in was he said you know at the end of a session he likes to do what's called a three and one where it's, you know, you, you help the student, or let's just say it's your child, think about three things that they did really well or improved on today. And then they can think about one thing that they need to work on or carry on practicing. So it like starts with the, the three positive things at the start. Because as you know, golf is, a, is again, it's a tough game, right? And it's, it's very easy for us to fall into what we did poorly, especially if if everybody's just looking at results, which they shouldn't be, but it's easy to, you know, to look at that. So if you do the three and one and think about the three positive things first, before you think about the one thing that you need to improve on, I think that really helps you mentally realize actually you, you probably did a lot of better things out there. And I think it goes a long ways for junior golfers confidence. Yeah. And I think the coach can help too. Don't play the comparison game. They are always going to be compared. There's always going to be somebody probably better than you. You know, when mm-hmm. you're only one out of 60 that gets to go home with the trophy, you know, you just want to avoid that. It really doesn't benefit anything. And mm-hmm. uh, I had one young lady that just started playing about a year and a half ago, and, and 
about a month into her practice and her coaching with us, she had high school golf start. And she was able, it was unbelievable. She never looked at the scoreboard at the end of the round, never looked in the newspaper at the completion of a tournament. She didn't want to know where she stood. She didn't want to compare. And if she finished last, she never knew it. And if she finished first, she didn't know it because she kept wanting to get better. And at first, obviously, she was finishing at the bottom of the, of the board, but it wasn't going to discourage her. She wasn't playing the comparison game, and she wasn't going to say, wow, this, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't do well. And she just compared herself to herself and kept getting better. In fact, compared herself today to com what she was yesterday. And I, it, she was a beginning golfer, Travis, and came up with this. And I thought, that's a whole different level of junior golf that I had never even thought about, uh, just not to even look at the results at all. That's so cool. What other, what other advice would you have then for, you know, I'd say for the next segment here would be, you know, a junior golfer's role. Not every junior golfer can come up with such a great idea and have that much discipline, which I think is phenomenal. But yeah, w what would you advise, you know, a junior golfer to, to do to also help build their own confidence? Well, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's developed over time, and, and you need experience. You need help in, in good mental coaching, I think, and you got to find the right coach that understands that that is as important a part as any part of the game. And so find somebody that has experience there, and, and it sure will help. You know, being able to perform under pressure is not for everybody. You know, we basically you have recreational golfers or you have competitive golfers, and I certainly understand the ones that just want to play recreationally, a lot less uh, wear and tear. And uh, but you got to have thick skin to play competitively. And if you don't, you you need to learn how to develop that thick skin, uh, and it'll take you far. Yeah, I would agree. And I think you know, for for parents and coaches listening to what you had just said there. I think the decision of being a recreational golfer versus let's just say a tournament player, I think that has to come from the golfer themselves. And, you know, if, you know, if that decision is brought onto them too early or it's pushed on them too much, you know, it's going to be, I think a tough road and like you're almost forcing thick skin on a child who didn't even want to have it yet. So you know, I think for, for me, like, I, I you know, I, I think about golf completely differently than I used to, especially as a golf coach. Like when I started out, I was like, okay, everybody needs to be a player. Everybody's, everybody's going to turn them into a, into a tournament player. And that was how I started coaching golf, right? And now my mentality is like, let's make this experience fun. And if at some point down the road, they want to be a tournament player, okay, now we will all support that decision. And then we'll create the game plan around that. However, I don't need to be preaching that on day one when they show up to have a golf lesson and, and try to make them into a tournament player right away. So I made yeah. that mistake, you know, as a golf coach. And, you know, I'm open about saying that. But, you know, you only learn as a coach or as a parent <laughs> through experience. And, uh, and fortunately, I've had that experience where I've, it's, it's, you know, kind of flipped my mentality as far as my coaching goes. So it's a very important point you brought up there, Dave. Yeah, I think it's let it evolve over time. And a lot of times, you and I know, it's the parent that wants the competitive golfer. It may not be the child, and that never works out. And, uh, you know, you gotta you got to come within. You know, it's got to be within the child, you know, how much they want, how much their desire is. And it may not be 
for everybody, that competitive atmosphere for sure. And you and I can appreciate that. Definitely. Mm, totally agree. Yeah. It's tough though. I mean, as parents, you know, I mean, like it's almost like sometimes like in a weird way, there's some kind of special connection. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to explain it, but like I've seen sometimes like the body language of a parent, like, and this is a positive thing, like right before impact, you kind of see the parent like jump and you're like kind of hoping they can help the ball get up in the air. And, you know, we all wanted as much, you know, as parents really, you know, we are trying to encourage them on, but we want to see some success, but you know, it's delicate in the manner of, you know, okay, where's that fine line of not pushing them to it into something that they don't want to get themselves into. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. The parents that live and die with every shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that yeah. takes a lot of the fun out of watching your, your child compete. And, well, it'll uh, be exhausting for the parent as well, won't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> and, but they're not born good, you know, mentally tough to handle golf. They have to have some coaching, the juniors, and hopefully they can find somebody that realize how, how important that part of the game is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's quite interesting. And I think some you know, even myself have been convinced of this recently is that a lot of games and fun actually grooms a lot of those things. So it grooms the adversity, it grooms the the pressure, it grooms the uh, the confidence that comes out of playing games and practice sessions. And um, beyond just the junior level, like I, I have these ladies groups and I'll give them these games that they're competing against each other. And then all of a sudden it's like, they've been hitting every shot really well. They're very very excited and then we play the game and they feel this sense of pressure and then all of a sudden the performance at first at the beginning of the game starts to dwindle a little bit and i just stand back and let it happen because i know what's happening right they're feeling the nerves they're feeling the pressure they got teammates there's points there's all these things right well that experience is actually great for them because it's going to help them when they get to the first tee the next time they go play in a ladies group uh you know, event or just going out with their friends or if they're out playing with their family members or whatever, right? They need to experience that before going out on the golf course. And I think for sure, you know, junior golfers have a very similar feeling too to that, right? And I see the same thing happen. Well, you like you said, you pass failure on the way to success. And, uh, you know, those are the examples, little steps, and you learn how to compete at a higher level, then continue down that road. And, you know, change really during a round will favor kind of a confident mind. And it's a huge advantage over competition. Uh, if you've done the little things like those little situations you're just talking about where you have little competitions, which really don't mean much except for bragging rights. But if you prepare yourself like that, you're ready for, for bigger challenges ahead, I think. For sure. Um, Dave, this last bit, I'd like to just uh, go into over your experience as a parent you had a junior golfer turn into a collegiate player and you've probably seen a lot of those ups and downs and you know the confidence changing and building and growing over time you know what were some of the things that you would like to share with listeners out there from a parent's perspective seeing your son go through uh, that experience yeah you know we focused a lot on the fundamentals of a swing but when he learned the mental confidence and the strategies to take to compete at a high level it just jumped him to a whole different level of golf and he you know he'd get to the point where he didn't care what people thought when he made a swing he didn't care he didn't care where the ball would go it just freed up his mind and so many times we're on that 16th hole where there's water left out of bounds right and we wonder what people are going to think if we go out of bounds and when he did that 
uh, it was a whole different level of play, and it led him to winning some. He played Division One golf. He won the Nebraska State Am, and it was pretty cool. And as a parent, it just he had a lot of training on his brain and a lot of different uh, skills he had to go through to develop that awareness. And you could see it when he was out there. He, he, he didn't care where the ball goes. He just swung freely. And you can't control where the ball goes anyway. So anyway, so why do you why do you care too much? Mm. And um, sometimes, in order to gain control, I think you have to give up control on the golf course. That's great advice. How how did you help him like figure that mental side of the game out? Well, we actually hired somebody to work on that. He had, I mean, it was a whole different level of training, and I wish he was here to kind of explain that. And I was talking to him this morning a little bit about that. He went into that. But it, it, it took a lot of training to get there. And I don't know how many sessions he had with this individual on training your brain. And I learned so much from it, but it really did play out. And because when you're, even at the state and when you're in the lead the last hole, you know, you better have your deep breathing. You better have anything you can do to relieve anxiety. And we saw that with Phil Mickelson this year in the, uh, and the PGA, you, know, you can definitely tell there was more deliberate some of the things he was doing and uh, what a difference he can make in a young golfer. Yeah, I would totally agree. I wish that was something I learned as a young golfer. And if I'd be honest with you, it's something that I've actually learned myself in just the last year. And, um, you know, you could relate with this as, you know, as us being golf professionals, we play golf with our students sometimes, don't we? And, you know, for myself, I was fixated for a long time to want to hit good shots all the time. And golf isn't just doesn't do that. And when I took that mindset out and what you just said about your son, when I've taken that out for myself, surprisingly, it's completely freed me up. And I I don't go out now thinking, okay, what am I going to shoot or score with, you know, even my friends or even with my students? It's more I'm going to go out and hit shots and um, and and not worry about some of those things about trying to hit a perfect shot every time or worry about where the ball is going to go exactly every single time. Right. And that's completely changed my, um, the fun in the game for me, but also just my ability to play, play better golf. Yeah. I think there's a lot of us out there, a lot of juniors out there that have the case of the try too hard instead Mm -hmm. of just letting it happen. Mm -hmm. They try to make it happen or they amp it up. The more important the tournament is I got to try harder which you and I know it needs to be the opposite way. Mm. And if you can get to the point where every event has the same value, don't put this tournament ahead of the other tournament. And if you can get programmed to do that, then all of a sudden you just have that default that is everything is the same and nothing really changes when you're out there with your swing or your mind. And uh, I think what you, what you believe is what you see. And if you believe you're going to hit the fairway, you'll probably see you hit the fairway. And, uh, you know, just a good place to get to. It sure made a difference in his game. That's, I think that's, that's a really interesting story. And even beyond that, I think as, as coaches and parents as well, I think sometimes we have to realize too, when we need to seek help in other places in areas that maybe, you know, aren't in our expertise and realize that somebody else can help, uh, help more so. And whether you're a parent and you feel like you need more help with the coaching side of the game or just the interest in your junior golfer, um, or if you are a coach and, you know, there's sometimes that as coaches, you know, we might have 
elite players and we might need to send them to other coaches for other particular parts of the game, whether it's the mental side or maybe it's the fitness side. There's a lot of things that we have to reach out to uh, for other experts to help out. And, you know, I'm, I think you would agree. It obviously made a, a big difference as well for your son to move him to the next level. Yeah, I think as a parent, you need to search out, uh, talk to the junior coach and ask them what their thoughts are on the middle side of the game. And we all have ideas on how to putt better and how to chip better and how to make full swings better. But I don't know if that ever comes up much. What, what's your approach to the middle part of the game? Or like you mm -hmm. said earlier, the emotional part of the game, which goes hand in hand. And, uh, you know, if you can just always follow up a negative thought with a positive one, don't end it on a negative thought when you're over the ball. Let's come back to positive. If you can make that your default, then I think you've got a better chance of being successful for sure. For sure. hundred percent agree. Uh, and and the ability to the ability to perform under pressure, Travis, is a huge advantage over the field. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be honest, seventy percent. You know, that first tee, they're they're feeling a lot of pressure, and it's it's so cool when you see a junior walk to the first tee, and they're you can just tell they've got that confidence in them. You know, they're strutting there. They know where the ball's going to go. They know what they're going to think. And you see the other ones when they call their name out there. And I feel sorry for them. They're way out of their comfort zone, probably because they haven't had the training or the parents didn't realize how important that is. And, and it's not like you have to focus hard for the whole round. It's kind of a relaxed focus. When you get near the ball, okay, this is what I need to kind of start doing. For sure. No, I totally agree. And um, I think we, to sum this up, I think we as adults – have to team up together, whether it's the parents and coaches to help continue to build the confidence up in these junior golfers and keep their self-esteem high, keep the interest high and, um, and, and help them in the path that they want to go towards. And whether that is playing recreationally or whether that is playing competitive golf, I think we have to work together to make sure that we can help groom them into the people that they want to become. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the podcast again. It was very, very beneficial for me and I'm sure the listeners. You've come on the podcast before. If you could just share your wonderful resource and where people can find you. They can contact me at our website. It's uh, Pine Lake Junior. You spell the word junior out, academy.com. Or they can email me at D, as in David Malone, M-A-L-O-N-E, P-G-A, number one, at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, recently uh, authored a book, Coaching Parents for the New Generation of Junior Golfers, and it's it's helping parents become better golf parents and also, uh, you know, learn from maybe my mistakes. I wish I would have done a better job as a parent, but so we came up with this book, and it's got, Travis, probably 35 different chapters on the role of the parent and how important that is in the success of your son or daughter. So highly encourage somebody to come uh, see that book or purchase that book. We have an email version we can send out. And if you go to our website, it's on the homepage. And again, it's coaching parents for the new generation of junior golfers. Awesome. And I'll share those links in the show notes of the podcast episode. Uh, we will all be hearing from Dave again soon because he and I have some other topics that we would like to discuss here on the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and look forward to having you here. Join us next week on the podcast. Thanks so much.